Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This is your main event, Mark's Bonus Podcast, brought to you by Belly Up Unhinged Radio Network Sports. I'm your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, cat dad, and this Christmas, I'll deliver my package to your back door as long as you promise to handle with care. I am Troy, and with me as always is the main event collector and figure hunting warrior. He's the ECW Encyclopedia of Classic Wrestling. And the 911 to my Paul Hateman. It's Greg. What's up, Greg? I'm just trying to put trying to piece together that intro you did. What the hell? <laughs> Which part of it? <laughs> Mainly the back door, but <laughs> does anybody remember that movie uh Chuck and Larry? I'm getting a different I'm, I'm yeah, I, got, I knew exactly where it came from. I'm not questioning that, but yeah, right. Well, weird. hey, I'm expanding our Adam Sandler <laughs> references here. <laughs> I had to get a different one in. Uh, that one, I don't think we're going to get be getting many references into that one, but it is bonus show time, <laughs> man. And that means we're only a couple of days away from Christmas. We are in the midst of Hanukkah at this time. So happy holidays, everybody. And we're almost done for the year. The Christmas, the dreidel, the menorah, the Christmas tree, the dreidel menorah, all that stuff. The Festivus pole. Yeah. Go, man, go whole hog, man. Yeah, exactly. Have them all out at the same time. Confuse the neighbors. <laughs> Speaking of confusing the neighbors. What the hell's going on over there? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, speaking of confusing the neighbors, ladies and gentlemen, today we are going back to another timepiece. And this one is ECW in the year 1995. They may have another volley. Yeah. Well, you know, we always do. Uh, this week in ECW, but since we're going through the entire year of 1995 and all the biggest news and notes from uh, ECW in that year, you know, it, because everything seems like 1995 was the nucleus of a lot of stuff we talk about. How and why? Not on purpose, but yes, it is. Yeah, uh, it just so happens that even though this year kind of sucked, there's a lot of big stuff that happened that you can't ignore in 95. So we're going to be talking about that. And uh, I feel it's appropriate that this podcast, instead of this week in ECW, we go this year in ECW. It really Uh, sucks, sir. (laughs) It did. Oddly enough. uh, Now, I didn't care for ECW. Even looking back, I, I, didn't care for ECW 95. I've yes, I've seen some of their shows. I'm going to go ahead and say I didn't even know it existed in 95 in real time, but yeah, no, I, I wasn't watching wrestling at this time. So I, 
And then when I finally did discover ECW in the late 90s, I was like, ew. (laughs) (laughs) I watched it like once and I'm like, because I'm like, oh, it's wrestling. So I'll watch it. And I'm like, "Eh, yeah, it's kind of wrestling. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. I. I And the XFL is kind of football. (laughs) Yeah, right. Well, hey, Greg, you know, it's, it's launching for the third time and it's got the rock as one of the main guys, you know, so you know they're serious now. It's going to be, it's going to be real. Yeah, so so is DC, good. but that's a different story. But <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, uh, hey, everybody, check out my videos. I've been, uh, we've been posting on YouTube. I got some updates on various things from DC. I'm actually, I'm, ex- I'm excited for it, but numbers don't lie. And uh, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery is not exactly in the greatest spot right now but past all that what is it uh what was also not in a good spot in 1995 or ever really was ecw and we're going to be talking about all of that today i wouldn't say ever but for the most part financially it had its it had its times oh well yeah i mean like financially they were never like oh, well, well off yeah they, they, you, they were you, in, you gotta you gotta use specifics dude and if also if you want to talk about uh they were never in a good place i mean they did most of their shows in philadelphia and that's not a good place so i gotta keep my mouth shut because i'm going there in 2023 four four and i don't want anyone to shake me so yeah Yeah, well uh i mean even though philly sucks but i didn't say that look i hate pennsylvania okay i'm not saying necessarily everybody in pennsylvania all right, because I have I have friends who live in Pennsylvania. I just hate the state. Uh, screw them. Hey, I so. like Punxsutawney Phil. Yeah, you, you like uh, you like the Gopher <laughs> or whatever the hell is it? Gopher? I always or Groundhog. My bad. Same. Uh, I think it's. Same I thought you were making a joke because I thought I, it looks like a damn Gopher to me. I mean, it looks just like the one in uh, Caddyshack. So whatever. Why does it? Bill Murray always works with Gophers. It's his thing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Are you want me to kill all the golfers? I don't think I can do that. But anyway, God, uh, we're getting off the rails already. But real quick, before what we get into our, <laughs> I know, uh, before we get into our first break here, time out here real quick to let you know that the main event marks is sponsored by Swift Lifestyles. They are clean energy drinks and focus enhancers, great tasting vitamins, and big brain nootropics that are made and shipped from the USA. Go to swiftlifestyles.com and use our special promo code main event marks, all one word, to get 15% off your order. It's main event marks, all one word, to get 15% off your order at checkout. But now we're going to get into our first break. And even though you should have put your orders in before, like way before now, if you wanted something for the holidays, you can still get yourself or a loved one a late Christmas or Hanukkah present uh, by ordering it on our bonfire or uh, Redbubble stores that we'll talk about in the upcoming break. Also, we have a brand new design on the bonfire website or uh, in the bonfire store rather that says uh, that is correct. So go check that out. It looks like our main event marks logo, but it says that is correct because uh, well, we say it all the damn time on the show. So, and they got a million retweets, by the way, I'm hoping that translates to something. Yeah. Right. Thanks everyone I, for showing the support. Like, exactly. I, I swear every time I open Twitter, five people retweeted this. Holy crap. Thanks. Yeah. 
I know. I thank you all. Uh, I hope that means some of you will not just retweet it, but actually buy it. Uh, so that you know, show correct. Exactly. Uh, show some love well, I mean, I, that way. How do you not love Chris Farley? I dare you say you don't. Exactly. And I just I recently found out David Spade said uh, before he died there were there were talks of they were going to do a Gap Girls movie. <laughs> do you remember that? Skit? Holy crap! Yes. And uh, I would have watched it, but I'm not sitting here pining for it. Yeah, right. My wife was like, "Oh, that would have been funny." I'm like, "No, no, no, no." The three to four minute skits were funny. A two hour movie would have been like, all right, this is a joke that went on way too damn long. Like Night at the Roxbury. Night at the Roxbury is the exact one I was going to say. Yep. I, it was, the, I loved the skits. I watched the movie and was like, my God, like, the skit won't end. But either way, uh, we are going to dive into our first break. Say, speaking of something that won't end. Uh, we're going to get into ECW in the year 1995. We're diving in head first right after this break. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram, both at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. It's that time of year where the Christmas holiday is upon us. And when Santa squeezes his fat white ass down that chimney night, he's going to find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nuthouse. And that means you should check out our merchandise store over at bonfire.com forward slash store forward slash main event marks. There's variations on the main event marks podcast official logo, quotes and sayings from the show, and more. We've even got a Christmas theme design. But we didn't forget about our Jewish listeners celebrating Hanukkah. I'm Jewish. You can get you or your loved ones some great designs on t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, and more. They make great gifts to yourself or for Christmas and Hanukkah. Jewish! Go to bonfire.com forward slash store forward slash main event marks and get yourself the official merchandise of the main event marks podcast. We do take requests, so hit us up on social media for more merch and have yourself a happy holiday, Merry Christmas, or a happy Hanukkah. And a happy new year. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. By God, somebody's interrupting the main event barks. Sit down, JR. It's just me, Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom, your host of Here in Puckburg on the Hockey Podcast Network. I know, a hockey show on the main event marks. Who would have thought? This is an invasion angle. Somewhere between the Nexus and when WCW tried to invade WWE, you know, somewhere in there. But I'm over here just telling you that one half of your tag team champions over here, Greg, 
He told his story of his love for the game of hockey over on my show. And if you'd like to hear that story, all you have to do is search here at Puckberg wherever you get your podcast or on YouTube. In the meantime, Shagamania's got to go run wild on some other hockey show. So, just remember, quote the Raven, nevermore. Take your vitamins, say your prayers, and oh yeah! The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. Real quick, we want to let you know that the main event marks is sponsored by Shocked Energy. Shocked Energy is a healthier alternative to traditional energy drinks that gives the energy that gamers need while in a long session without skimping on their health. Their products come in a powder form and you mix them into water. You can either choose from green apple or watermelon. You can also try both if you get their sample kit. Use our special link that is down in the podcast description, or you can simply go to shockedenergy.com at checkout. Use the promo code main event, all one word, to save 10% on your order. That's promo code main event, and you're going to save 10% at checkout. Do you like your coffee like you like your podcasts? Gimmick and politics free? Well, so do we here at the main event, Marks, and so do the guys and gals at Coffee Brand Coffee, where they ditch the gimmicks. You see, when you buy your coffee from other roasters, chances are that they've been sitting on the shelf for heaven knows how long. Don't rob yourself of freshness. At Coffee Brand Coffee, they roast to order, ensuring that you get the freshest coffee possible. And as Greg will tell you, that's what counts. Coffee Brand Coffee offers bagged coffee as well as K-Cups. And for the non-coffee people, they offer a variety of teas and cocos. Just click on the link down to the podcast description or go to coffeebrandcoffee.com and use our promo code MAINEVENT, all one word, at checkout to get 5% off your order. That's coffeebrandcoffee.com and use the promo code MAINEVENT to save 5% at checkout. Time to dive into some EC dub, man. Let's see if this comes across. <laughs> what the hell was it's, that? Uh, it's sparkling water. <laughs> I don't oh. have a can today. Ah, okay. I was, I was like, what the? Uh, well, I'm, I'm getting in the ECW mood, man. I, I got, I'm sitting here with my uh, glass full of uh, moon mist. So, from you know, what the Fago, hell? Is it's the Fago version of Mountain Dew. It's uh, when you said ECW, we were gonna say you popped a beer or something. Oh no, I not quite, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm getting all white trash with it, drinking Fago. Full time. It's for us pores. But uh, hey, it's not poor; it's thrifty. Okay. Uh, I think, yeah, that too. Getting into January of '95 here, ECW recently tried to bring in Dan Severn to put over Dean Malenko, but Severn declined. I wonder why. Wow. So they were trying to get him back as far back as 95, huh? Yeah. Look, I love Dean Malenko. He's, like, in his time, he was one of the best in the world. But he's uh, he's kind of a little fowler. And uh, Dan Severn was a much bigger star than he was. So, <sighs> yeah. I, and I don't think Paul Heyman had a, yeah, uh, put aside, you know, put aside your career endeavors and come put this guy over for me kind of money. For 20 bucks. Yeah, right. Uh, and then 
Speaking of people coming in and putting people over, Tully Blanchard is coming in to challenge Shane Douglas for the ECW title this week, January 9th, with the idea being that Tully is another member of Ric Flair's posse, and Douglas is basically fighting and beating anyone associated with Flair. What was, was his heart on? That was even my first thing I noticed, but yeah, wow. Yeah. What was his heart on for Ric Flair, man? That's what I want to know. Flair didn't like him or didn't, he said Flair didn't respect him. Remember he said that whole thing where he asked Flair to watch a match and he found out Flair didn't after Flair said he did and didn't cry. Wow. If anybody's ever seen Iron Man 3, do you remember the beginning of it where Tony Stark leaves that idiot on the roof and that's how oh, he becomes yeah. evil? It's the same exact <laughs> freaking thing. Oh, Lord. Or, or like the Riddler in Batman Forever. Bruce Wayne doesn't like me, so I'm going to become evil and just, you know, a dick. yeah and he never lets it go paul Heyman for ecw was named the best booker of the year 1994 in the wrestling (laughs) in the wrestling observer year-end awards ecw also won the best weekly show award that's not been ever seen by anybody but yes that makes sense (laughs) so this is just a thing huh the new uh, underdog on the block comes in and wins Booker of the Year and Show of the Year. Like, How is that's Dave Meltzer not a freaking hipster? Oh, I don't like WWE because it's so mainstream. Ugh. Yeah, right. Oh my god. And yet he never liked TNA, right? To my knowledge, right? He always uh, crap? No, he, he mostly crapped. Sometimes he was fair. I can't say he always was on their case, but he did crap on them a fair amount. Looking back, I can see some of his points about things. At the time, I was mad because I was a fan. But looking back on it, trying to be objective, I'm like, yeah, I can see his point. But yeah, man, I I don't know about this. Getting back to uh, a Shane and Tully thing. Shane Douglas and Tully Blanchard wrestled a 60-minute draw. I put that in quotation Hell no. marks. Well, I put that in quotation marks because <laughs> it was only really about 43 minutes. And it was That's probably- still way too damn long for these two in 1995. Yeah, well, and it was probably the worst received match in the history of the promotion. It was so bad. No. That the, it was so bad that the fans turned their backs to the ring and began chanting, we want bingo. <laughs> and chanted for the match to end. Holy crap. Blanchard we want was bingo. That sounds so fake. <laughs> right. Blanchard was rep- reportedly blown up within the first few minutes. So they spent much of the match doing long, boring rest holds. Fans booed every as opposed, time. As opposed to those fast, quick, not boring wrestles. Right. <laughs> Fans booed every time someone kicked out of a fall. God. Oh. Over the year, folks. Yeah, right. <laughs> if this was uh, like five years earlier, Tully Blanchard and some other like halfway decent name. All right. Maybe. Like Tully was really good. He's very underrated. He was really good. Uh, Shane Douglas in his prime was pretty damn good as well. I don't know about 60 minutes freaking Iron Man match. Good, but he was he was good. But 95 is just like, uh, what? No, granted, 95 probably was Douglas's peak, to be fair. Yeah, I'd say. Between I mean, I don't, I don't know what I, I don't know what that's saying, but yeah, I'd say uh, between 95 to 97, uh, he did some good stuff. Later, like his second run in ECW, he did some good stuff, but he was injured all the Stop damn time. time. It was like, I mean, he was good, but he was he was constantly injured. But 
that same show uh, featured the debut of Johnny Polo using the name Raven. And Uncle Dave says that he was doing a gimmick from the movie The Crow. Mm. Wrong. Oh, he's grunge. Therefore, it's from The Crow. Like, what? Like, not even <laughs> close, man. Oh, has, man. This is 95. Has he never heard of Nirvana and Alice in Chains? Like, no. What do you think he listens to? Yeah, I guess so. Because yeah, honestly, that's what I was thinking of. He was trying to be like Kurt Cobain or whoever the hell the lead singer of uh, Alice in Chains was. Or even freaking Pearl Jam. But no. yeah. The, like, well, Paul Heyman was a huge Nirvana fan, I think. I mean, I've heard him mention him multiple times enough to make me think that. But, right. I mean, and he came out to The Offspring. So, hell, I'd even go with, you know... The Jewish dressed. wrestler comes out to the offspring dressed as a goth guy from Seattle who hung himself. Did I get all that? <laughs> Good lord. Wait, who hung himself? Oh, I thought Kirk, Kirk, Kirk Cobain didn't? Uh, supposedly, wink, wink, he shot himself in the face, but yeah. Uh, whatever, still committed suicide. <laughs> right. I mean, you uh, know, it's not, I'm not laughing at that, I promise. It's just the whole premise of Raven is like everything he could think of thrown into a damn blender. Yep. Well, and this was, I, I mean, grunge was still fairly hot here. I think, was it not? I think I would argue grunge is still fairly new here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was it nine? Did Cobain kill himself in 94? I, I couldn't tell you that off the top of my head. Honestly. Yeah. I want to, I want to say it was 94. Uh, but, you know, I mean, Alice in Chains was still a big thing. Tommy Dreamer, I don't know if at this time, but Tommy Dreamer would eventually oh, come out God, to yeah, dude, he used, He's used that song since he came out of the womb. <laughs> hey, if you're gonna pick one, that's not a bad one. I'm not knocking it at all. I'm just saying he he loves that song like he loves like breathing. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like Shane Douglas with Deep Purple. Yep. <sighs> but anyway, but yeah, nothing uh, wrong with that. That's a badass yep. band. Just oh, saying, yeah. they have an unnatural love for it. <laughs> yep. Uh, Al Snow also debuted for the promotion at the show and got over strong. Finally, Ian Rotten. Okay, hold on, sorry. Stop real quick. Was yeah. this pre or post Leaf Cassidy? Uh, I think it was. And I guess post post Leaf Cassidy pre Avatar, because I saw a story later on about him being Avatar, and I was like, "Oh my god!" So <laughs> they tried him one more time with Avatar, you know, because that's a that's a you know the old college try with that gimmick, and then uh, <laughs> he didn't get over, so they sent him back to ECW, and that's when we get. Because right here, he's like, I think he's wearing karate pants, and he's just kind of uh, just himself. So we don't have, like, the Al Snow that we all remember from the late 90s quite yet. So That is yet to come, but either way. Also on this show, uh, Ian Rotten and Axel Rotten at the uh, Face My each favorite other. tag team. <laughs> Uh, excuse me, Ian turned on Axel at the end of the show, which led to one of ECW's most famous and somewhat forgotten feuds. Notice I didn't say good. I said famous and forgotten. Yeah, let's let's define famous here, please. <laughs> uh, okay, infamous, maybe? I, I guess that's a... Okay, that is a better word. Yeah. Uh, and we'll, we'll talk about it. There's some things that oh, went God, down. Will we... Yeah, because it went on this year. Unfortunately, you can't cover the history of ECW without at least touching on the Rottens. So, and you don't want to touch well, that on them, but you know, <laughs> yeah, right. I want to touch uh, on the Rottens. <laughs> yeah, that's that sounds like uh, uh, like, uh, like an innuendo. I kind of made it worse. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, 
But, I actually wasn't trying to make it worse. I'll take credit for it, but I, that was not the intention. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good lord. Uh, Uncle Dave mentions that in February, ECW will be holding a convention for, quote, fans from the internet from across the country, end quote. That ended up being the very first CyberSlam show, although it wouldn't officially get that name until 1996. <laughs> I like how he says, oh, for, for fans uh, for fans from the internet. Okay? Sure. <laughs> uh, keep in mind that was, the internet was a relatively new thing around this time. You, everybody had dial-up. So that was literally the only choice was dial-up internet at this time, and it was hey, super. Hey, for a call. Get off the internet. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you only got you only got sixty minutes. After that, you got to get off because you can't tie up the phone line all damn day. I remember I that. Live like that. That's, oh, gross. I, I, I know, right? Uh, kids today will never understand the struggle. I remember when DSL came out, man. That was oh man, that was game changing back then. I, I know, right? Blew my mind. I'm like, whoa, and I don't have to wait five minutes for one page to load. How about it? ECW wanted to get Barry Windham to come in and face Shane Douglas as another friend of Flair's, but Windham currently (sighs) has a lawsuit against WCW claiming that his knee was so badly injured wrestling that he'll never be able to wrestle again, so he can't very well go and wrestle while that's ongoing. Okay, hold on here. He can't go to ECW because he's suing WCW? Uh, well, he's suing WCW, saying that he's so badly injured, or he got so badly injured that he can never wrestle again. Oh, and That's if he goes lawsuit. here, it's going to negate the whole thing. Is that what you're saying? Right. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, that is correct. <laughs> now, the bonfire still. Um, yeah, right. By the way, he would end up wrestling in WWE in like months or so, a couple months or so as a stalker. So, that's BS. Yep. <laughs> right. And he would be back in WCW later with the rest of West Texas Rednecks. So, again, BS. Yep. So, I, I don't even know what to say about that. But, yeah. Uh, he Well, he, he couldn't drop the lawsuit for the amount of money that Paul Heyman was offering him to come oh, in and job to Shane Douglas. Bucks? Yeah, and, and, hmm. and you get a free trip to Philly to job to Shane Douglas? How could you turn that down? 50 bucks and a free trip to hell. Oh, man, sign my ass up. Can I get first class? Right? Hey, you get to see the Liberty Bell, you know, So if you survive that long. And the Rocky statue. Yeah. Those two things are on my list in 2024. I like how the most famous person that they have a statue of in that city isn't real. (laughs) (laughs) I should tell you something about how great Philly is not. Oh, they can put Dominic McNabb up there, I guess. <laughs> right. Well, it's like uh, uh, Craig, Craig Ferguson talking about in his the town he's from in Scotland is the town that uh, I think of the guy's name for Braveheart, the main the main guy. Oh, he, uh, Mel Gibson. Well, no, well, no, I mean the character he was playing or or the, oh. the guy he was playing. Yeah, I can't remember his name, but anyway, uh, he's really from that town. So they built a statue, but they made it look like Mel Gibson. <laughs> Of course they and did. Then, and then uh, all the stuff came out about like him having his drunken rants and uh, saying all the crap he did, being super anti-Semitic and everything. And they were like, eh, you know what? Let the kids throw crap at it. <laughs> oh. Oh. Couldn't redesign the face? I know. It's like, just change some of the features, man. It's just, whatever. Uh, to wrap up January, though, ECW had a short tribute to Art Barr on their show a couple of weeks ago. 
Barr never worked for ECW, but about a week before he died, Paul Heyman had been negotiating with him and Eddie Guerrero to come in and work for them. Yeah, it sucked. He he was pretty good. Uh, I don't know how his career would have went in, uh, you know, if he would have survived. Eddie's obviously, you know, went to the moon, but either way, getting into February here. Because of ECW, though, you got to admit. It did help. That is for sure. Uh, Uncle Dave says that the most talked about small promotion in the world right now is ECW. Really narrowing and it down. Can I see the list of these other ones, please? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like you're really narrowing it down. I mean, I guess if you're putting it up there with like Smoky Mountain, sure. Uh, even Eric Bischoff is bothered by them, recently making a comment on TV about how WCW runs arenas, quote, not bingo halls, end quote. <laughs> That's got it. I mean, He's I would not say wrong, it. but I mean, yeah. you really got to say it. Well, that would be like uh, WWF saying, well, we run big arenas where you, you know, not mid-sized arenas. Because for anybody who doesn't know, WCW was always like at the other arena in town. <laughs> kind of yep. like, A- like AEW does now. But <laughs> it's true. It's true. Just, yep. That was funny. Uh, they would never, well, when so they go to New York. The exception being Chicago. Uh, AEW does go to the arena, whereas WWE doesn't really even go to Chicago. They go to Rosemont. But, yeah, that one's yeah. weird. You figure it would be flipped. Yeah. But, so AEW goes where the Bulls play? Yeah. Oddly enough, wow. WWE opened that arena with SummerSlam 94, and huh. I don't think they've been back since. That's crazy. I wonder why they go to the Rosemont so much. I've heard know. like so many wrestlers, though, like Edge, Cena couple of other people say that the Rosemont Horizon is their favorite arena to perform in, so there is that. Uh, yeah, didn't they say something about the way it sounds with the wooden ceiling yeah, or whatever? Which we've seen firsthand, and you can tell that it is loud. Yeah, right. Uh, but, anyway, uh, ECW has two of the most exciting wrestlers in the world as top stars, Sabu and Chris Benoit, and has the most creative and innovative TV show in the business. Man, he's uh, just... Open wide, Dave. Uh, Uncle Dave notes that the January 31st episode was one of the best hours of wrestling TV he's ever seen. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, I go- okay, so tell me this. How come his check and clear? Other people can't. <laughs> uh, right. I kind of want to go back and watch this now just to see, like, what the hell? Like, what, it's the greatest ever. Like, okay. Uh, I, I mean, so. keep in mind, I mean, Raw wasn't really doing great stuff at this time. It was just a show. And we've Nitro, already established that this is one of the worst years ever. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, raw wasn't like must see TV at this time. It was just kind of, it was there. Uh, Nitro was okay here and there. I mean, they had some stuff, but it wasn't, you know, again, it wasn't must see TV every week. So but anyway, uh, it has a cult following of fans who are rapidly passionate about it. You could say that again. The recent show that Uncle Dave attended had fans from 20 different states and four countries who all traveled to be among the 800 or so people to watch the wrestling show in a tidy, tiny, dirty bingo hall. So, <laughs> tiny, dirty. So, uh, those those big, clean ones. Yeah, right. So, fans from people from 20 different states and four different countries. Like, I, I'm assuming no, he got these no. stats from Heyman, but no, there's no like, way. Why? I don't believe that. I mean, it's 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 entirely possible, but it's just 
uh, I don't know. It appeals to a certain uh, a certain kind of person, man. But he reviews the show he attended, which seems to have been the very beginning of the Raven Tommy Dreamer feud. You know, the feud that never ended. The show that fe- uh, the show also featured Cactus Jack, who was in Tokyo the night before and flew 19 hours straight to get to this show versus a Sandman who suffered a severe concussion from a chair shot and had to be hospitalized after the match. Of course. Oh, Lord. Jack realized Sandman was hurt and kept trying to pin him at the end of the match, but Sandman was so out of it that he forgot the finish and kept kicking out and wouldn't stay down. Do we have any confirmation if he was out of it from the beer he usually drinks or that or what? What was going on there? And the can he bashed on his own freaking head. Yeah. Uh, ECW now has a TV deal in Birmingham, Alabama, and are close to making Roll a deal. <laughs> and they're close to making a deal for television in New Orleans as well. Birmingham's a little uh, random, but you know, whatever. I guess that's how uh, little Conrad saw it. Became a big <laughs> fan. <sighs> the idea for a WCW cruiserweight tournament has turned into a political headache. The original plan was to bring in lots of outsiders to compete in the tournament because within WCW, Brian Pillman is the only credible cruiserweight they have. However, so far, they haven't been able to lock down anyone noteworthy. They have had discussions with ECW, but Paul Heyman doesn't want any of his stars working at WCW or WWF shows. That eliminates most of the top U.S. names like Chris Benoit, Sabu, Dean Malenko, and Too Cold Scorpio. And they would all go. Yeah, right. Scorpio, but he would leave the ECW too, though. But yep, uh, they could still do it if they wanted to because they aren't under strict contracts with ECW. But if they do, <laughs> Heyman Heyman will no longer use them. Benoit already turned down WCW, and Sabu has been offered a spot, but he likely doesn't want to give up his spot as ECW's top star just to work a couple of shows for WCW. They also negotiated the AAA for a few guys, but in typical AAA fashion. They do business slow, so nothing has been agreed to yet, and time is running out. Yeah, uh, business in Mexico is weird, man. I mean, I don't know from firsthand experience, but from everything I've read and everything I've heard. So, to follow up on that earlier thing, Sandman is being kept off ECW shows for the next couple of weeks because he's still shaken up from the concussion he suffered in the match with Cactus Jack earlier in the month. Uh, I'd say so. At least they're making him sit out for a little while, so there's that. Easy yeah, double. but you can leave a broken toy on the shelf for so long, it's still broken, dude. Whatever. Yeah. Wow. Uh, ECW show on February 25th is being hailed by many as the best show in the history of the promotion so far, highlighted by the surprise return of Terry Funk to start a feud with Cactus Jack. Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko won the tag titles from Sabu and Taz, <laughs> in one of the best matches in ECW history, and many said that it established Benoit as the best worker ever in the promotion. I mean... Oh, again, oh, what a bar. Yeah. <laughs> That's like just stepping over a cord on the floor. Uh, so, Ian Rotten beat Axel Rotten in a barbed wire baseball bat match. Those words were said. Uh, and some have said that uh, that it crossed a line that was sickening in his brutality. <laughs> you don't say. Because neither one of them could wrestle. Especially Ian. Like, Axel call, could hit the occasional are move. You, are you saying this wasn't wrestling? Is that what you're saying? No, no, not at all. Yeah, this is totally above board. Watch your damn mouth. 
yeah, this is the kind of stuff that, uh, you know, this was like the wet dream of like Carl Gotch and, and, uh, you know, Pat O'Connor. Shut up. Uh, they're expected to face each, they're expected to face each other in a match next month. <laughs> of course, they're expected to face each other in a match next month where they each glue broken glass to their hands. Oh God, this is the Taipei death match, right? Yes. Which last I heard, Ian Rotten was like the last he made appearances. He's still doing that damn gimmick because at you know. Point, well, at what point is it not a gimmick though? I ask. Well, my thing is, and, and other people asked about this, too. They were like, so doesn't he have HIV? What is he doing bleeding all over people? Like, what the fuck? I didn't know that, but wow. That's why he got I mean, if his- you told me this guy has some kind of disease, I wouldn't bat an eye, but I didn't know he had HIV. That's probably that's the, about the worst you can get. That's uh, why he got fired from his job at Taco Bell, because they found out and fired him. because That's of right. Food. Now in the archives, it's all coming yeah, back. I don't know what show, though. Don't hold me to that. But yeah, one of these we've said it right. <laughs> this is real. All right, I am. I, I'm seriously talking about a guy who used to be on. Well, I guess regional TV, whatever. Uh, you can watch some of his matches, quote unquote, on Peacock. To this day, he worked at Taco Bell and got fired for having uh, either Hep or HIV, one of the two. Either way, it's a bloodborne illness, and you shouldn't be bleeding on anybody. Oh, God. But either way. The return of Terry Funk to ECW and the angle with him and Sandman aired on TV, the February 28th, 1995 episode of Hardcore TV. And Uncle Dave says it's possibly one of the best angles in ECW history. What what angle is this again? Uh, Terry Funk and returning against Sandman. I, I is that an amazing angle? Yeah, uh, that's not the one I know about. So whatever. It's like return number 12 of Terry Funk, right? Something like that, yeah. His horse healed up, okay? Oh, he's uh, sick, and your mother's a whore. <laughs> that is true. Uh, or, excuse me, that is correct. <laughs> uh, so, not to bring the fun down with this one, but... Uh, oh, yeah, because we're having loads of fun. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> but this, this story I mean, is, I, mean, is... I mean, in a way. Yeah. <laughs> this story is sad. Uh, hot stuff Eddie Gilbert passed away from a heart attack at the age of 33 this month in his apartment in Puerto Rico, where he was working as a booker in for Carlos Colon's uh, WWC promotion. First of all, I'm 32. I'm like, I know. whoa. <laughs> 33 with a heart attack. Yeah. It's effing nuts, man. I thought he was I'm way not, older. I'm not like that. hoping this, but like, did he, did he have a drug problem or something? There... Maybe. I. I, I don't know. He's, he might have like been a thirty-year-old just doesn't have a heart attack, dude. I know. That's just. I, I don't know. I really don't. But uh, the obituary from uh, in the Wrestling Observer included quotes from Todd Gordon, Paul Heyman, Lance Russell, Jim Cornette, Missy Hyatt, and others. Uh, in general, they talk about how close Gilbert's family was and how crushed they must be. But Heyman talked about how he isn't surprised and always figured he'd get this call because Gilbert had a lot of demons and compared him to Kerry Von Erich as a tragic oh, figure go. in the business. Yeah, when people say, well, he had a lot of demons, that's either drink or the or drugs. Or I think combo. it's just drugs usually. I, mean, uh, I don't know. The, the bottle's a little different. I'm not saying it's not bad. 
you know. Well, that was my, what, you know, I always said self to death for the most part, but drugs are the worst, man. When you hear demons, that's yeah. yeah. Well, that was that was what they always say. Well, Scott Hall's got his demons, and it's like, yeah. And, I mean, yeah, he did I guess that is a good that is a good day, point. But, yeah, he was more of a boozer, right? Yeah, yeah big, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just for me though, when I hear demons, I automatically go to like hard drugs. Like nobody right. says it about weed or anything. Like, yeah, damn about that. But uh. <laughs> right. But either way, Gordon talks about how Gilbert grew up in the business, and because of that, he was paranoid and didn't trust anyone. Yeah, from what well, I hear, that kind of goes hand in hand. Well, yeah, when you're on drugs, yeah, yeah everyone's out to get you. But, yep. Well, I, in that's wrestling. Well, wrestling, especially the time, I mean, you got to think, he probably started, I'll, I'll even say 18, so, I don't know, he, it was the 80s, whatever, you know, the, I mean, he started in the territories, whatever. It, it was a carny business. So, yeah, you really couldn't trust anybody. Everybody was, you know, trying to get your spot, brother. So, I don't know. That wraps up January and February. We're going to head into our next break right here. Don't go anywhere because you might find your next favorite podcast in this break where uh, we tell you about some of our friends and network partners. But on the other end of this, we're going to be diving into March and April on the other end of this break. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram both at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday Drop-In, where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, 
Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. Getting into March now. Promotions throughout North America paid tribute to Eddie Gilbert this week. Not WWF or WCW, of course, but all the rest of them uh, pretty much did. Well, he was never in WWE, though, right? Right. So. I don't. I don't think anybody, it would have been a nice gesture, but at the same time, uh, I don't think a lot of people would have known who he was in WWF. Oddly enough, I would have. I remember him when I was a kid. Yeah, well, well, didn't he pop up in NWA a couple of times? Or WCW? It was all one of the shows we did. I mean, that's when I started yeah. like, really getting on you and you didn't call him hot stuff, remember? Yeah, <laughs> that's where yeah, it all started. Right. Yeah. So I don't understand why WC, like WWF had an excuse. He was never there. People probably wouldn't have known, but he was uh, in I WCW. Once- I want to say, no hold me to this. I want to say I remember Bischoff saying something about they didn't want to talk about it because he had drugs. It's coming back to me now. I think wow. that's why. But again, don't hold me to that. But I feel like he said that on one of his pods. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, Vince McMahon doing the CYA with Brian Pillman that people still talk about. Where he, you know, he just is like, well, we don't know for sure how he died, but if he did die from drugs, you know, a lot of people do drugs. It's not just here. It's like, oh my god. Like, I get why he did it. It just I mean, he's not wrong, wrong, but man, don't be saying that. I know. It's like, you don't know how he died, man. And you saying that is not going to play well in the media. It's not you getting ahead of the story. (sighs) But anyway, USWA, ECW, and Smoky Mountain Wrestling all held in-ring ceremonies this week for him. USWA and uh, ECW also aired video tributes, and WCCW in Puerto Rico did as well. Uh, at a recent indie show outside of ECW, a fan sprayed Sabu in the face with mace. It wasn't holy part- crap! What could go wrong now? <laughs> it wasn't part of an angle or anything, and Sabu had to get his eyes flushed out. Okay, before I even go on, you know, cheap plug here. Didn't we just do an episode where we talked about him fighting with a fan? Uh, yeah, I think I so. Swear to you, I remember you telling me you got into a fight with a fan. Uh, that was uh, Shane Douglas. Sabu might have. I, Are you I sure? Slaps. Yeah, okay. It was both because okay. uh, he didn't technically get into a fight. He t- Somebody grabbed his hair and he turned around and slapped him. <laughs> okay, but I was close enough. That's okay. But this is okay. Well, well you know what I have to say about that is. See, as you can see, the more you fuck around, the more you're going to find out. <laughs> it is very true. Uh, so, uh, okay, first of all, I mean, clearly it's not his fault. The fan did it, but. Right. Why? Did I, I get arrested I, or something? And I know it was a guy. You tell me it was a woman who'll fall out of my chair. But I know it was a guy. Right? Uh, <laughs> well, back then, I don't know. Nowadays, I see a ton of, like, they actually have, like, hot pink, like, mace now that you can buy if you're a woman to strap I mean, on your stuff. Yeah, I, you might be missing my point, though. No woman goes to an ECW show, so. Oh, well, yeah. That's, <laughs> uh, well, they do. It's just a certain kind of woman. You know what I mean? Yeah, a local lady of the night. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, right. A, 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 a woman of ill repute. 
you know, the kind that teaches her daughter how to, anyway. Uh, yeah, well, now the archives. Yeah, right. What was that, Heat Wave 90, what was it, 70? Uh, something like that. Yeah, whatever. One of the Heat Waves, go check yeah, it out. Yeah, you think we're going to say in the archives we should have the title, right? I don't know. There's so much garbage in this company. It all runs together to me. It was ECW, uh, Heat Wave something or other in, uh, in yeah, Dayton. I want to say it was 97. But it was a uh, Bubba Ray Dudley promo that uh, damn near started a riot. It's a famous one. If you even remotely watch ECW and know of it, you know what this promo is. And it's and it's on Peacock in full. And yet Roddy Piper in blackface and and X-Pac in blackface is pulled off. And I'm not saying, oh, why? I'm just saying those are pulled off. But this is fine as hell to be on there. Okay. Yep. Got it. But yeah, go out of your way to go check it out. Uh, back to this though, Tully Blanchard faced Shane Douglas at an ECW show this week and didn't want to do the job to Douglas and instead wanted to do a DQ finish. However, Paul Heyman is trying to build the company around real finishes in fall or submission. Oh God, so many jokes there. Uh, and he wouldn't go for it. Blanchard finally agreed to be pinned, but wasn't happy about it. And this might be his last appearance in ECW. Oh no. Couldn't say flat out, but I'm pretty sure it was. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it, how however will they manage without Tully Blanchard ninety five? <laughs> Did he get his nose up yet? By the way, at this point, I think I want to say. I so. mean, the way the hell were you doing this? We were doing the old, old Tully Blanchard before he found job and doing all this crap. Okay, he said that makes total sense. But maybe now, this is what turned him around. <laughs> uh, you know, there you go. <laughs> uh, Todd Gordon sent. When a you letter. go to hell and see the devil. You're going to find God. And that's OK. Move on. <laughs> Good grief. Uh, Todd Gordon. Tell, sent tell me a, I'm wrong. Please. I dare you. Todd Gordon sent a letter to uh, to rival promoter Dennis Corluzzo threatening a lawsuit, claiming Corluzzo had been trying to sabotage ECW by uh, contacting venues that they had uh, booked and trying to steal the dates from them or getting the venues to cancel by claiming ECW shows are too wild for the building owners to risk holding. <laughs> Okay, hold on. First of all, catch me up. Who's Dennis Carluzzo again? I know that name. He ran the NWA. Okay. And second, that's pretty dirty, man. Uh, it is. Uh, it, it's, time, even, it's not is even all of it. It's just, it just uh, oh, they're too damn wild for you. like, well, don't be a Karen. But now, if you're trying it's to steal the building from them, run it before them, that's yeah. one thing. It's business. Dirty, but I, it's business. Define too wild. Like, because <laughs> yeah. I. I don't know. Also, I want to be specific. Did he say too wild for you? Uh, I guess so. He's so like, oh, this place is pretty wild, but this is too much. Is that what I'm hearing? Well, he said it's too <laughs> wild for the for the building owners to risk having that show there. I don't know. Speaking of also 1995, wild, where the hell is the NWA? Uh, lower than Smoky Mountain Wrestling, I'd say. Well, who gives a damn? Yeah, right. At least well, he said he had somewhat of a TV. People knew who they were. Well, to me, the NWA was dead once Shane Douglas threw that belt down. Championship, huh? Well, I don't know, man. Corluzo and, I mean, I agree with you, but Corluzo and Heyman just had a had a hate on for each other for years. So, I don't know. <laughs> but, either way, yeah. speaking of getting well, Heyman more, has a hate on with a lot of people, except for Vince McMahon, apparently. <laughs> yeah, right, and it only goes one way. Speaking of getting too wild for uh, for stuff, the Comfort Inn Hotel next to the airport in Philadelphia has long been the unofficial hotel for ECW because Todd oh. Gordon had 
I love this setup. I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off, but man, I already can see where this is going. Please continue. (laughs) Well, it's because Todd Gordon had an excellent relationship with the management there. But after a series of disturbances, the hotel is no longer. (laughs) There it is. The hotel is no longer working with ECW or allowing wrestlers to stay there. Uh, Color me shocked. I, I'm sorry. I saw it coming. I know I stepped all over you there. But man, when you see a premise to something you know it's going to happen, it's funny. Yeah. Can't right. help it. <laughs> well, my question is like, uh, oh, <laughs> I kind of want to know what the disturbances were. Oh, man. Well, let's see. The Rottens are on the on the roster. Uh, I mean, I heard about the, I mean, this uh, happened in WCW, but I heard about that time that public enemy allegedly stole a, like a, a golf cart or some kind of transportation uh, vehicle, whatever from a hotel or, or maybe, or no, I think it was the transport truck for, for WCW was parked at the hotel or something like that. I don't know. I've never heard of this, but I have no problem believing it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sabu doesn't seem to be having luck with indie show crowds. After being maced by a fan a week ago, another fan threw a brick at him during a a show this week. Oh, my God. People want this dude dead, man. Like, what the hell did he do? I don't even hate him. I just don't care if he was wrestling, but I never said I wanted him dead. What the hell? That's effed up, man. First of all, how did you get a brick in the building? Oh, shut up, dude. Really? Well, I I guess guess back then. Good uh, Lord. Security. No offense, you're an idiot. You can't see that. Back then, the security, security was a, wasn't the security like guy yeah. was a, Security guy had like a yellow shirt on, set security, and some khaki pants. And his job was to make sure you had the correct ticket, and that's it. Well, I know indie shows around here, at least, when you come into the building, like when you when you give them your ticket, like they'll rip the ticket, and like if you have a bag, they'll make you open it up so they can look through it before they let you in. So I'm going to assume back then they didn't give a damn. You could have brought a bomb into the place. Well. No pun intended, but ECW was a bomb, but anyways. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're not you're not totally wrong. <laughs> but to wrap up this month, though, there was an interesting incident at the latest ECW show. Uh, oh, at, man. I love that setup. This one wasn't too bad, honestly. It was kind of funny more than anything, but uh, after a match, Sabu and manager Paul Heyman began challenging anyone to come out and face Sabu. What, what could go wrong with that? Uh, well, the crowd started chanting for a large 400-pound fan in the front row, and it picked up enough steam that it almost looked like the fan was going to jump the rail. Uh, Sabu and <laughs> Sabu, and to a lesser degree, Heyman were egging the fan on, and he was held back by other wrestlers and Todd Gordon, who realized how bad of an idea this could be. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Not a moment too late, huh? Yeah, right. <laughs> Paul Heyman, whose father is a lawyer, couldn't figure this out on his own. <sighs> anyway, uh, after everyone went back to the dressing room, Todd Gordon brought the fan into the ring and put him over to the crowd and gave him some free merchandise and everything to defuse the situation. Sabu was in the locker room and reportedly wanted to do a run-in on the fan, but was talked out of it. <laughs> for the record, oh, for the record, no, this was not John Tenta. So Todd Gordon just had five X shirts sitting around him. Huh? Yeah, right. Ah, you look like a big fella. I, I, five, <laughs> six X, six. Okay, yeah, we got that. <laughs> Good lord. Uh, yeah, uh, just we we make car covers. You can have one. Holy crap! <laughs> what? Am I wrong? Come on. 
right. Uh, moving into April here. There's a potential interesting situation brewing with Sabu as he's booked for both New Japan and an ECW show on the same night. Latest word is that Sabu will likely have to miss the ECW show. Surely this won't come become anything big. No, no, there's not a great promo out there about this or anything from Paul Heyman. No. Well, about that, <laughs> uh, time comes at you fast. Sabu was fired from ECW in mid-April after no showing an event. It was well known within the industry that New Japan had booked Sabu for a show the same day as an ECW show. Sabu had agreed to work at both shows, believing falsely that because the time because of the time difference, he could hop on a plane and immediately after the Japan show make it back for the ECW show, which would have been impossible. You know, because yeah. it's a 19-hour flight. <laughs> you remember that episode of Friends where Chandler was working in Oklahoma? Yeah. And he came back, and Joey's like, wait, how'd you get here so fast? I guess it's like a three-hour flight. And Chandler's like, yeah, but you're forgetting about the three-hour time difference. Ah, okay. <laughs> so you think, like, a 19-hour flight, but a huge time difference, that gets erased. Is that yeah, what you right. thought? I, I guess. <laughs> Well, they're 12 hours ahead over there, so I'll technically be moving back in time. Yeah. I even have time to catch a nap at that uh, hotel they were banned at. <laughs> right. Uh, well, he got banned from the Marriott. He's got to go to the Super 8. Uh, when he found out that he couldn't do oh that. Oh, God. He says Super 8. <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, so uh, I don't I have, I've only been to like one or two Super 8s in my entire life. I try to avoid them, but I, yeah, that's the only one I could think of. When he found out that he couldn't do that, he told New Japan Pro Wrestling that he had already agreed to work the ECW show. They told him to get out of that show because the New Japan show was uh, at or was planned to set him up for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title shot at next month's huge Fukuoka Dome show. I think I pronounced that right. Fukuoma, Fukuoka, excuse me, whatever. I don't I don't Japanese, bro. Well, Fuka. who the fuck is this guy? Uh, Paul Heyman refused to budge since he'd already promoted Sabu as working the main event of a heavily hyped three-way dance show, arguably the biggest show in ECW's history to date. Uh, Sabu was basically in a position where he knew he screwed up by double-booking himself and was told by both sides that if he no-showed, he would be fired. According to Paul Heyman, Sabu had assured him that he was going to still find a way to make the ECW show, leading them to believe that he was going to miss the New Japan show. It wasn't until two days before the ECW show when they tried to call Sabu and got an answering machine message saying that he had left for Japan and they realized that he was going to bail on them. Okay, first of all, what a mess. Right. <sighs> and answering machine? This really is 95. Second of all, did they at least pay him more than ECW? I'm going I assume to say they did. Yes. Yeah, I've heard Japan gives pretty good payoffs, so... I don't know, man. <laughs> wow. Uh, quote, he gave me his word, so I built the TV show around it, the three-way dance match, said Heyman. Quote, he left me with no other option regarding him, and that's really a shame, but I have no choice. If I let him, or if I let this go, I have no control of my dressing room. I lose control of my dressing room, and once that happens, the ball game is over. End quote. I mean, he's not wrong. Um, I would like to talk about the irony of someone breaking a word to Paul Heyman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, well, I, my, how the turntables. 
as uh, Michael Scott would say. <sighs> uh, at the ECW show, Paul Heyman opened by breaking kayfabe and giving a long speech using several wrestlers' real names and talking about how hard they work for the fans. Quote, Sabu gave us a commitment and then decided that because he was offered more money on a weekly basis, he will not give you what you paid to see and because or and decided not to give me the courtesy of a phone call when he swore to God on Sunday night that before we all went into production to give you that Tuesday night TV show that if you're going to fuck the audience because you are the star of this promotion to let me know. And he said, I'll be there. Then on Thursday, he tells me and Taz and 911 and anyone who would call his answering machine that he is on his way to Japan. You people, the audience of ECW, and all the stars within have been fucked and were deemed not important enough to see uh, or to see performed a match. I, I'm sorry, I'm transcribing this, so it's like I don't know if he actually said that, but it's coming out weird. Anyway, uh, performed a match that you have been waiting to see uh, since Christmas for. Why? Wow. Just a lot to break down here. Anyway, uh, you voted with your dollars to see him. And oh, I haven't talked about Christmas, by the way. Go ahead. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and uh, you voted with your dollars to see him, and Sabu decided to go to Japan. And quote, at this point, the crowd ch- uh, began chanting, fuck Sabu. And Heyman responded, quote, you're right, fuck him. And then he told the fans to stick around through the first half of the show on us, and at intermission, if you're upset about Sabu not appearing, you can still get a full refund. The crowd continued to chant "fuck Sabu" throughout the show. Okay, my first thing about this is I'm pretty sure he didn't swear to God; he swore to Allah. Uh, yeah, I don't know his religious. Uh, <laughs> well, you can kind of assume, can't you? Think? Mm, yeah, Whatever. I don't know. I mean, there's anything wrong with it? I'm just saying. Uh, Might just be a gimmick second, like Muhammad Hassan. <laughs> and second. Well, we know a lot is going to last. He's going to be back very soon. Yeah. Well, so, <laughs> yeah, we'll cover that as well. <laughs> oh, well, uh, Sabu has said that he felt that at this point in his career, he had to take the big money New Japan offer and said that he's also been unhappy about the direction of ECW, mostly with all the other wrestlers doing a hardcore style, which he feels is his gimmick. I, I mean, it's kind of in the name of the promotion. Whatever. Uh, he also claims that there is a prestige to wrestling in Japan and calls ECW a bullshit style of wrestling. Ah, uh, uh, said a mouthful. This would be like if Hulk Hogan said that Jim Duggan is just too damn proud to be American. Like, <laughs> like this doesn't make any sense. This isn't Luthez talking about how the industry went to. Sh- this is Sabu talking about how ECW is too hardcore. Uh, like, what? This is like when uh, that, that story that broke that Charles Manson says that Scientologists are weird. I'm like, man, you know. <laughs> you know it's like, well, you know, there's, Good Lord. You know, do, that with, do it that way you will, but it's the same thing, you know. Yeah, of course. You know, neither, no one here is a, a killer or anything like that, of course. But it's just like if someone's, that someone that's like into weird stuff says that that's too much for them i'm just saying <laughs> yeah right I, it's like what the hell it's all of this keep in mind like looking forward into the future uh he would go to wrestle for xpw which was <laughs> even worse and <sighs> he's talking about oh there's the prestige in japan which uh, in certain promotions yeah sure 
but he also went to wrestle for FMW. Which, well, you know, Japan will buy your house, FMW will buy the beer. So, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, F, FMW blew up their rings. Yeah. I, I just, whatever. But Sabu says everything in ECW. I feel like he's a little bipolar at this point. Like, doesn't know what the hell he wants. Right. Uh, Sabu says that everything in ECW is an angle, and he likes competitive matches with clean finishes. Does he? This is news to me. Right? Sabu admits that he was uh, wrong to double book himself, but he said that the way that Paul Heyman buried him at the show was even more wrong. I don't know about even more wrong, but, uh, I mean, it wasn't great. Look, I'm sorry, but when you screw over a promoter like that and fans, I'm going to decide with Heyman on this one. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's more wrong for him to bury me for, you know, doing something crappy. <laughs> Why? Whatever. I should be uh, allowed to do this. Get the hell out. I know. Uh, I'm not Sabu, saying it's okay, but if, like, you're like Hulk Hogan or something like that back then, maybe you got some pull. You're Sabu, dude. Yeah, you can't exactly. That's not going to work for me, brother, out of this one. <laughs> I just, I, I'm still hung up on the, well, you know, there's a. There's a prestige to Japan. By the way, hand me that chair. <laughs> like, uh, to wrap this up, though, uh, Sabu has had meetings with Eric Bischoff and is still in talks to work occasional shows for WCW while keeping his New Japan commitments. As for the Japan show, Sabu worked it and ended up breaking his ankle, but isn't expected to miss any bookings. The because, irony. of course not. Right. Mother of God. So at the ECW show that Sabu missed, they also featured the angle with Raven and Tommy Dreamer when a girl in the crowd sprayed Dreamer in the face with hairspray. The story will be that uh, this is a girl that both Raven and Dreamer knew when they were at summer camp as teens, and Dreamer ignored her, so she hooked up with Raven instead. This would be the debut of Beulah McGillicuddy. You don't know how that's going to end. <laughs> Beulah, McC- Beulah McGillicuddy Dreamer. <laughs> Uh, I want to know how he scored that, by the way. Like, what's his secret? Uh, sucks into his sock. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. Uh, Shane Douglas lost. He's really ECW. funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shane Douglas lost the ECW title to Sandman recently. And after the match, he put on a WWF Monday Night Raw t-shirt and announced he was, quote, going to a place where they do real wrestling before walking out of the building. <laughs> He has since been telling everyone that he's heading to the WWF. Douglas has since been having serious negotiations with WWF lately, but as of now, ECW believes that he's still with them for, uh, and are uh, they're still writing him into their future plans until they hear otherwise. Well... Oh, yeah. That's not going to go anywhere, Greg. <laughs> so, back to Sabu for a moment. He, uh, he joined up with ECW enemy Dennis Carluzzo, and they're working together to promote a show in Michigan. Sabu's lifetime... Bombay, life- Michigan. Right. Uh, Sabu's lifelong Go dream has been... No. Uh, his <laughs> lifelong dream has been to run his own promotion like his uncle, the Sheik, and that's what Sabu and Carluzzo are doing now. Sabu also has had negotiations with WCW, but wants to work there part-time while keeping New Japan as his primary focus Sabu and Paul Paul Heyman have reportedly spoken since his public firing, and both sides agreed not to publicly bury each other anymore. Assuming Sabu doesn't sign with uh, WCW, 
there is a chance that they could work together again. Well, uh, but Heyman promised the ECW fans Sabu would be welcomed back if the fans forgave him. And judging by the constant Sabu chance at the show since then, that seems unlikely anytime soon. Well, now hold on, though. Heyman insinuated, or uh, yeah, he insinuated that ride, didn't he? Yeah, he he started it, but yeah. I mean, come uh, on, you you know how pro wrestling is. If one person starts something, if it gets even remotely over, it blows up. So is it them yep. really bearing him, or is it just them being idiots? Uh, yes. Okay. Good enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ECW featured an Eddie Guerrero versus Dean Malenko match that many are calling the best match in the history of the promotion. Okay, you and I just... said that three times in this pod. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, it's like, I feel like I've said that multiple times already. And we're only on month four. This is like Joe Rogan calling every damn fighter one of the best pound for pound on the planet. <laughs> right. Uh, a lot of people have have uh, suggested that ECW should start running their shows in the 4,000 seat Penn Hall Arena in Philadelphia. The reason they don't is because a higher rent to run the building, and b there's a five thousand dollar rights fees to film in that building. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, what, what does it cost to run an ECW arena? I. Mop the bathrooms after. Uh, five bucks and a pack of now leaders. Yeah, right. Uh, empty out your poop bucket before you leave. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they say oh, they had to man. crap in a bucket at one point? Getting in trouble. Uh, I feel like I heard that somewhere. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I think so, too. That's why, like, when, when new guys would go there, they're like, mother of God, what is this? Ugh, yuck. Well, put on that Monday Night Raw shirt, then go. Yeah, right. By the way, real quick, I liked how in ECW back then, putting on a Monday Night Raw shirt, it kind of like pissed people off. Like if you put on like a uh, Make America Great shirt nowadays, like for some reason, that WWE logo just pisses people off in ECW. Yeah, right. You ever notice that? Yep. Man. (laughs) They, They hated it. They hated WCW even more. And I feel like the feeling was mutual. Like Eric Bischoff just had a burning hatred for ECW. He claims he never thought about them, but it's like, really? You you took shots at him once in a while. You he didn't a lot of think about him. He just used Conan to poach him. Yeah, right. He said he said in his own words, Conan put him in touch with Rey Mysterio and Hoover too and Psychosis. I believe it. So, yeah, we've so. got some stories about that kind of stuff coming up uh, later on in the podcast. But <laughs> That wraps up March and April. We still got uh, May and June before we wrap up the whole show here, but we're going to take our next break. On the other end of this, we're going to be diving into the uh, last two months of this half of the year for ECW 1995. And uh, in this break, don't skip ahead because you might find your next favorite podcast here in this break uh, when we talk about some of our friends and network partners But on the other end of this break, we're wrapping up this half of the year in ECW 1995. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks pod on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks and on Instagram both at Main Event underscore Marks and at Main Event Collector. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, The mother, same mother and father. Your room was 
Oh, we share the room. Share the room. For we right? share the room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go me. way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Brocast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, no, yeah. Well. What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O... K-A-S-T hey. the ending hey, it's alright good on you yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast remember we don't spell it with a C we spell it with a K slowly mate take it easy Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on youtube find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks and we're back we're back getting into may of 1995 here shane douglas is what you alluded to earlier shane douglas is continuing to wear wwf shirts while in ecw and it's clearly <laughs> an angle now oh man the negotiations are still ongoing, but Uncle Dave says that Douglas will at least stick around through the end of the school year because he's still a history teacher during the week and isn't going oh. to quit his <laughs> and isn't going to quit his teaching job this close to the end of the school year. I'm going to ignore the low hanging fruit here. <laughs> I, mean, it's, I will say this: it's good for him for not you know screwing the school over. I mean that would suck, but. Uh, however, he did say he's likely headed to the WWF sooner than later. Uh, I, well, I feel like you're missing something, or you're just not saying it. Well, I gotta cue it up for Uncle Dave here. That is correct. <laughs> but okay, well, I didn't know he was a school teacher, so now I get Dean Douglas in a whole new yeah. light. That was that was actually the whole premise of it because he was a school. I teacher. never knew like, that. Oh, we got to do something around him being a teacher, pal. Like, oh, God. This oh, was Bruce another Richard will swear on his life that every person that had like a uh, what they call the occupational time, the ho- occupational yeah. uh, era gimmicks. Yeah. Yeah. He said every single one of them actually did that. He said Bob yep. Hawley was really a race car driver. Duke Josie is really a, a garbage man. 
The goon uh, uh, really was really, a goon when he played yeah. hockey. Yeah. That one I don't have a hard time believing. I mean, you play hockey, okay. But the other ones, I don't know. It kind of seems like a stretch. But, wow, this one really backs that up. <laughs> yep. Well, I I mean, I can imagine him looking at a history book and going, Washington, Jefferson, Lincoln, Roosevelt, they can all kiss my ass. And throws a book on the desk. <laughs> While playing Deep Purple. Right. The, 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 his, uh, his students are just like, EC Dub, EC Dub. Uh, then he grabs uh, like another teacher comes in. It's like, what's all the commotion? And he just hits the franchiser on it. <sighs> anyway, Jim Neidhart debuted in ECW this week, losing matches to both Marty Janetti and Ron Simmons. Okay, there's <sighs> nothing wrong with losing Ron Simmons, but LOL nope. that person. <laughs> well, this further proves your point when you ask, why do they say who's the Janetti of the team and not who's the Neidhart of the team? Uh, yeah. Let me ask you a question, though. When, yeah. uh, when Nair was getting his job, how do you think that went down? Eh, bully. You get, yeah, you got room for a rhino. We already have a rhino, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I know timelines don't match up. Just go with it. This is 95. <laughs> okay, he's on his way back to WWE. You said this is the second half, right? Or second quarter, so... Uh, May, June, yeah. July. So May, June, July, I can say, I assume. Yeah, he's there. Uh, he's there right now. I, I think he had like a uh, cup of coffee there. So he's probably he's there for like King um, of the Ring 95. He's back. So, okay, which so is in June. Li- okay. Yeah. So he's literally back the next month after this. So, yeah, I, I was just <laughs> I just watched that, by the way. I think I did. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm a year ahead. Wait, am I? No, I'm a year uh, ahead. Sorry, that was 94. King of the Ring came back. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Never mind. I don't know that. Yeah, was he back? Uh, wasn't he who around this point? He was who? I don't know if it was at this point. But. Yeah, I can't remember when, but <clears throat> either way. Uh, expect major changes in ECW in the next few weeks, with rumors that there have been offers by people to buy into the company. Paul Heyman is anxious to expand the company nationally and is getting impatient with being a regional promotion. This never really amounted to anything from any outside buyers, but I do think it's the beginning of Paul Heyman fully taking over the company from Todd Gordon. It is crazy so to think go. they're still five years away at this point from national TV. <laughs> <laughs> and death. Yeah, right. Uh, ECW's recent shows in Florida were troublesome. <laughs> oh, that's, start. that's as nice as you can say it right there. Huh? Right. Uh, that's like people saying today something is problematic. <laughs> uh, I swear to God, I was in a bookstore <sighs> one time. Uh, I, I was going through a bookstore and a, a pretty famous one in Columbus. And I hear these like young girls, like they're in a group walking around and I, uh, and one of them's like, Oh, I stopped reading so-and-so. And the other one's like, Oh, why did you find out he was problematic? And I'm like, shut the F up. Oh, like, oh, it's a oh, local coffee gosh. house right after. <laughs> I, I, they probably did. <sighs> but anyway, uh, one of the nearby or near, or one of the shows, rather, was nearly canceled over fears of violence when security confiscated several boxes of frying pans and cookie trays that fans had oh brought. Oh, my God. They were just trying to be nice. They thought they didn't want to grill out after this. I'm not going to try to play devil's advocate here, but there is proof that Tommy Dreamer, Raven, a couple of people used to use weapons that the fans brought them. It's on the ECW documentary, by the way, which is one of the better documentaries they've ever done. And he would talk oh, about yeah. how they took the 
fans' weapons and stuff and use them. So, to be fair, these wrestlers might have been they, encouraging this crap. Tommy Dreamer, to this day, will take random crap out of the crowd and hit people with it. So, yeah. And everybody thought Hangman Adam Page admits it grabbing a fan's beer and drinking it. Nope. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, that show featured Raven and Tommy Dreamer battling all over the building, which led to the show almost being shut down because of it. Good lord, that's all it takes. Another show featured the fans imitating the famous chair-throwing incident, and Pitbull Spike ended up getting a gash in the back of his head from a thrown chair. He's hardcore! He's hardcore! <laughs> Mother of God. Here's some advice, people. Don't do that. Yeah, I like that has to be said. ECW encouraged all this crap. That's why, like... Eric Bischoff said he like he kind of regrets you know letting it go for so long with throwing garbage in WCW. He said after a while he started getting some nasty stuff thrown at him. I know he said he took he took like a a, a cup full of tobacco spit right in the side of the head and he almost threw up. Uh, oh, that's kind of his fault for going to Mississippi every damn week. <laughs> it is weird how often they held shows in Mississippi, but yeah, all right. And then, uh, like, batteries were thrown, and also, like, beer, it's just, uh, yep. Chris Benoit missed the recent ECW show because his wife was in a car accident and injured her ankle. I'm going to leave this one alone. Uh, it was a woman, was it, at the time? No. No, this was his first wife, I think. Uh, who's his, his, unfortunately, I have to say that his only surviving kid is David Benoit. I feel well, I like he has a right. daughter too. Yeah, I think it's their mom. His, his son and I think he has a daughter still. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's their mom. But somebody was saying it's like, wow, uh, it's it's true. Effed up. It says it's not the only time he would miss a show due to a wife's injury. But yeah, good lord. But anyway, if also on was an injury. Yeah, I know, right? That yeah, man. Anyway, uh, also on the show, Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko wrestled each other once again. And before the match, Guerrero was wearing the red, white, and blue Love Machine attire and cut a promo dedicating his career to Art Bar. Also on the show, the crowd continued to chant F*** Sabu throughout the show. <sighs> yeah, yeah, so. Well, again, what, what we what both said now, they encourage this crap. Yep, it's encouraged behavior, man. You're going to keep getting it. Anyway, so organizational-wise, ECW still seems to be in transition. Paul Heyman is handling payoffs now instead of Todd Gordon. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> no, no, hold on. I'm not going to judge. Let's, let's see where this goes. <laughs> yeah, let's see where it goes. Uh, he's trying to restructure the company and wants to run more house shows in other markets. There are said to be significant outstanding debts in the company right now. Not for the last time. <laughs> Oddly enough, maybe for the first time. Yeah, right. Good grief. So, he, I thought this one was funny. It's not necessarily ECW related, but kind of. A recent story in the news talked about how some doctors have experimented and found out that super glue is better than stitches when closing wounds in well, some cases. Actually, this is very much an ECW story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Uncle Dave says, apparently, Dr. Sabu is a visionary since he's been doing this in the middle of matches for years. <laughs> Dr. Sabu. <laughs> I know oh, the old, old cliche is like, you know, a lot of Middle Eastern people are brilliant, are doctors, but I'm going to go ahead and say he's not one of them. <laughs> yeah, he's he's 
not exactly a rocket surgeon. Uh, so in moving into June here, the latest news on the ownership of ECW is that a company called HHG Corp, which is 100% owned by Paul Heyman, is now signing the checks, and the company is looking for investors. I don't think they'd find them. Investors. Uh, You're right. literally asking people to put their money into garbage. Yeah, uh, here's a garbage can. Throw your money into here. Uh, Todd Gordon is... It's like a red little kennel that you donate to at Christmas time. Does this look like a urinal to you, sir? (laughs) Uh, Todd Gordon is still involved in some capacity, but Uncle Dave isn't sure to what extent. Gordon has said the ECW has paid off 90% of its debts and that the rumor of heat between he and Heyman have been exaggerated. There have been disagreements, but they aren't as heated as rumors suggest. Not yet. Uh, yeah, just, just wait a little as bit. As the world turns, right? <laughs> yeah, right. ECW has started to tone, trying to tone down the cartoonish gimmick of the Tasmaniac character by having him do commentary and play up his credentials as an amateur wrestler and shoot fighter, bro. I wonder bro. where that's going to go. Uh, Chris Benoit worked a dark match trying... Uh, or try out, rather, at the latest WWF tapings, losing to Bob Hawley. That'll humble well, you. Well, losing Sparky Plug. Yeah, right. Also, at this time, he may have literally been Sparky Plug. Yeah. Uh, what, what was he before? Because I know Sparky Plug was like his second name. What was he? Uh, something. Sparky Plug. Yeah. T.S. Or, yeah, was, was it T.S.P.? Is that the, or S.T.P.? It was Sparky Thurman Plug. That was it. S-T-P, wow. Yeah, because they were trying to get the, the NASCAR thing. Like, oh God. Sorry, I, just, I heard TP, and I'm like, yeah, apropos. <laughs> right. <sighs> Moving on. Uh, WWF is very interested in bringing Benoit in, but if he took the job, he'd have to give up his other jobs, including New Japan and ECW. <gasps> oh, no. Word is that no one in ECW knew Benoit was doing the WWF show, and Heyman was a little upset about it, it is that Benoit by far was the most impressive wrestler on the entire show, but the ending was messed up because Holly blew the finish twice. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Uh, I want to know who was on the show. Because why uh, You're, are you trying to figure out like there was nobody better for him to face? Cause I'm 100% with you. Well, that too, but it said there's a, well, uh, word is that Benoit was the, Great, it was the best wrestler on the entire show. But I realize it's Chris Benoit, so it's very possible. But it's not like WWF had slouches on the roster at this time. So who the hell else was uh, Well, yeah, 1995, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart are both on this roster. So one, two, three, kid, Razor Ramon. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. So there's a goon. Shut the F up. <laughs> That's two. In this show alone. Right. <laughs> There's a ton of behind-the-scenes turmoil in ECW at the moment, and no one knows what's happening exactly. No one knows the ownership situation, but right now it appears that Paul Heyman is running the company. Heyman also supposedly has made an offer to buy Todd Gordon's 50% shares of the company. No deal has been reached yet. What? <laughs> right. Uh, his dad's money. Gordon reportedly uh. wants to stay involved in some way, but he is willing to sell his share. Okay, yeah, but you say with what? What is he buying? Like, how much could it cost? This is like this is like now modern day with crypto. Like, what are you buying? What's it cost? It's nothing for nothing. 
That's literally yeah, what it was. Right. <laughs> like, I will give you uh, five dollars. I will give you my mother's best kugel, sir. <laughs> I will give you five dollars, ten dollars. I will give you five dollars and a McDonald's coupon. I <laughs> promise it's not expired. Never yeah. mind that rubbed off date. <laughs> yeah, they, they never checked that anyway. Oh, Lord. Oh, there's also turmoil on the ECW talent situation. The company's best wrestler, Chris Benoit, is being courted by WWF, but hasn't signed a deal yet because he doesn't want to give up his New Japan job. Shane Douglas was also backstage at the last WWF tapings and has been negotiating with them. He's reportedly upset about having to lose his ECW title to Sandman, so he's not on the best terms with Paul Heyman at the moment. (laughs) I'd be pissed, too. I'd be pissed, too. (laughs) All right. <laughs> uh, give me, give me Al Snow or, or anybody else, right? Uh, WCW is reportedly interested in Tommy Dreamer. Uh, Terry Funk is expected to work one more ECW show and then take some time off for injuries to his horse. Uh, also, Sabu has been negotiating with Paul Heyman and Todd Gordon about returning, but Heyman is said to be iffy on it because he made an example out of Sabu and doesn't want to go back on it so soon. Heyman has also made a deal with AAA to bring in Conan, and he also wants to bring in other AAA stars, specifically Rey Mysterio and Psychosis. Wow. That wouldn't go anywhere at all. This is going to uh, take an interesting turn. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, Wow. There's a lot of questions about how ECW can pay for all of this. So far, the promotion has only successfully drawn big crowds in Philadelphia at the ECW arena and not really anywhere else. So with uh, many big name wrestlers being flown in for uh, all these shows, it's thought that even the ECW arena shows might not be very profitable. It's part of the reason. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, You mean jam packing a thousand people in there with a crowbar isn't? You know, that's not going to do it for you. Why? It's it's possible or it's or rather it's part of the reason that the promotion is thought to be in a lot of debt with no turnaround in sight. And some wonder if the extreme nature of the promotion will ever be economically viable. Uh, Well, spoiler, no. Uh, There there have been discussions of running pay-per-views to make up for the losses. But Heyman doesn't think that the company is ready yet and is hesitant to make that jump. SEG, the company that runs UFC pay-per-views, has expressed interest in putting ECW on pay-per-view. But Heyman thinks that if they go on pay-per-view before they have major national exposure and the first buy rate flops, it would hurt them in the long run. Yeah, I mean, he's not totally yeah. wrong there. I mean, that's a, I think he's totally right. <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad way of thinking. Like he might work about two years are. away from that first pay per view too. So, oh, I know, and they, like they're talking in '95 about oh, we need to have a pay per view, we need to do a pay per view. It doesn't happen until what is it, the spring, April? I want to say '97. Yeah, smack dab, yeah. start of spring. Yeah. So, and, and was it living dangerously? Barely legal, wasn't it? Was it barely legal? Oh yeah, I, yeah, uh, yeah. I think you're right. Or. uh that is correct. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah. Makes me feel funny. <laughs> it makes me tickle in places. Chris Farley's <laughs> big, scary bear uh, body. Oh, my gosh. 
<laughs> well, now a bear is something completely different. <laughs> uh, so the gangsters have given Smoky Mountain Wrestling notice that they are leaving and headed for ECW. Oh, I, I wonder where that's going to go. <sighs> that, that, that's not going to, you know, come up to blow up in anybody's face anytime <laughs> soon. I like how he has Sabu and New Jack, in his, as Paul Heyman pronouns Paul, in his history, some of the most notorious, like, a-holes to work with. Right. And, like, they basically uh, started with Paul ish yeah well <laughs> you wouldn't think that a team like that would start with smoky mountain wrestling but no. there you go i love how Cornette hates all like the deathmatch wrestling and all that stuff and i do too but he liked new jack he had him there he used him i assume he didn't let him do all the weapons stuff then so i think no, he totally. just liked he, he totally didn't but like like everything yeah. he says like having him on his payroll just negates everything he's ever said Right. Well, he should have. Uh, he should have known this. Like, you know, I think sometimes he can be dumb and immature, but other times he can be fairly intelligent. And he should have known this, like, not even in retrospect, because it's easy to say, well, you know, 2020 hindsight, whatever. Yeah. He should have known that there and then that that was the bad kind of heat, which he says now he's like, oh, well, they were getting the bad kind of heat down in the south. Like, you don't effing say uh, the two black men using race as a heat magnets wasn't calling, working out huh calling everybody crackers and honkies bringing out a white baby doll and a noose yeah no that's yeah that's gonna totally be the right kind of heat down in the south <laughs> oh man not oh, laughing man. at all the stuff laughing at the uh the premise wow wow yeah i know but anyway so at an untelevised ECW house show in front of about 300 fans, Cactus Jack had a weird match with Ian Rotten. <laughs> Tell me another one. Wait, hold on, hold on. Just a weird match? Yeah, I know. Not a. That's a step up from what it could have been, to be fair. Yeah, right. He got got lucky. Uh, anyway, when I hear uh, weird match and uh, Axel Rotten, my mind goes in like 40 directions. So. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> You're freaking well, speechless. I love it. <laughs> well, this one. Well, this one. Uh, Cactus Jack had said to fans, or that the fans had seen enough bloodshed, and that he was going to have a scientific match, and he did. Then he grabbed the mic and started uh, leading the crowd in a boring chant. Then Cactus told the crowd that if anyone wanted to, or if anyone was faxing a report to Dave Meltzer of the show, tell him it was a five-star match. Good lord! After a bunch of rust holds, I'm always for taking a shot at Meltzer, by the way. So, oh yeah. Uh, after a bunch of rust holds, the match finally broke down, and they both started bleeding and using chairs. Of course. <laughs> I want to go back to the scientific part real quick. What were you saying? <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, the gimmick seemed to be that both men wanted to have a scientific match, but couldn't because violence runs in their veins. <sighs> Okie doke. Yeah. yeah. A little weird. Also, how 1995 of him to say, oh, if you're faxing him a report, like, <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, man, I missed that. Yeah. Yeah. Not email, because he does have an email address open. To, you know, he'll always be like, ah, if you got a report for such and such show, send it in to blah, blah, blah. I don't know what 
damn Unless it's in the Tokyo Dome. I already know the ratings. Don't worry. Yeah, right. I, I should send him a report of like a local indie show and just say that every match was five stars. Blew the doors off. <laughs> packed to the rafters. <laughs> it's like that famous um, Bunkhouse Buck versus Jimmy Graffiti match that Eric Bischoff said he gave him a quarter million dollar bonus because he tore the doors, uh, the, tore the roof off of the uh, arena in Mississippi. Right. Well, uh, I, w- I would just send him something and be like, uh, oh, yeah, well, Bunkhouse Buck made a surprise, uh, made a surprise appearance at the this random indie show. And uh, yeah, Dayton. <laughs> and, uh, and it was, you know, it was awesome. The crowd just went nuts. The babies got thrown in the air. <laughs> they didn't get new stuff. The new Jack wasn't there. Yeah, right. Uh, but always got to bring it back around. Dude. Yep. It's a good podcast right there. <laughs> good Lord. All right, when you uh, listen to a lot, you'll learn stuff. Okay. So speaking of uh, these guys again, the gangsters no showed their final scheduled dates with Smoky Mountain Wrestling and jumped to ECW earlier than planned. Life comes at you fast. Uh, oh, and I just watched better. that last night. Wow. Uh, wait, what? Ferris Bueller. Oh, duh. I don't know why I didn't think about that. <laughs> you're an idiot. I just used the line, not thinking about the damn movie it's from. But so it gets better, though. The headbangers filled in for them on Smoky Mountain. Oy vey. I mean, don't get me yeah. wrong. That is better. But the old headbangers. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, we got to get yeah, uh... where money's worth. The headbangers. <laughs> <laughs> that's better hey you uh backwoods redneck white folks uh i know you can't get the gangsters so we're gonna bring out the guys who look like they just came from a Marilyn manson concert okay you mean the guys who did just come from a Marilyn manson concert what do you mean look like yeah <laughs> you know they look like uh members of cole chamber come on out what the hell's that and do i want to know uh it's like a 90s uh, early 2000s, like they, they do the same similar stuff to Marilyn Manson, that kind of music. So, yeah, uh, that should tell you what you need to know there. But anyway, yeah, so getting on with this, though, the gangsters showed up at the ECW show and brawled with Public Enemy and were, quote, arrested. Oh, man, there's money. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> And they were and they were arrested since they aren't supposed to be ECW wrestlers, you know, as opposed to their real arrests that have happened multiple times. Well, I can't I don't know about Mustafa. New Jack. Yes. On record, public record. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, they called him the N word first. So he had he had to stab him again. Watch Dark Side of the Ring, folks. He claims this. Yep. Everybody called him the N-word. anything made up. Yep, everybody had to call him the N-word, and uh, so that's why he stabbed them. Or, there you know, are a plethora something. of other things you can call that man, okay? Right. I wouldn't r- go straight to the racial. But anyway, the the latest ECW show featured an angle where Beulah was supposed to face Luna Vachon, but Stevie Richards hit Luna with a chair. <sighs> and then when Tommy that's a real Kramer... sentence, folks. Yep. And then when Tommy Dreamer ran in, Raven attacked him and broke his fingers. They then handcuffed Luna to the ropes and were going to hit her with a chair, but Dreamer dove in front of her and took the hit before being stretchered out. Good man, I guess. But... Yeah. 
this this would continue. We reviewed a show not long ago, uh, an ECW show, where it was Richards and Luna in a cage. You remember that? I do remember that, yes. Um, it was one of the earlier shows. Yeah. I think it might have been just a random show we did, not a pay-per-view, I think. Uh, yeah, been- I mean... I'm I'm trying to see our latest ECW show was not it when we did Anarchy Rules uh, with Kyle from Apron Bump. It was way before Heatwave '95. That was it. Rage in a Cage. So okay, so I was right. I knew it wasn't a pay per view, but I knew it had a name. It wasn't just yeah, okay. Right, yeah. It was one of them where like in between every match they do the the static and and then they go into the next match. So that's how you know it wasn't. It was like uh, you know produced way after the fact. And there were still production issues. <laughs> Last story I got for June here. At the same show, Todd Gordon announced Chris Benoit wouldn't be there because of air, airline problems. Uncle Dave says this was not true and said Benoit missed for personal reasons, but didn't elaborate. Wow, he didn't elaborate on personal issues for once? How about it? <laughs> uh, Gordon also announced that Benoit had turned down WWF's offer and would be staying with ECW. Why? I don't know. Uh, Uncle Dave says that this also isn't true and that Benoit hasn't made a decision yet. Oh, man. Lots of truths coming from ECW here. Uh, In fact, WWF's (laughs) offer has improved because they've told Benoit that he can still work his New Japan dates as long as New Japan gives them three months notice. I mean, that's cool because I can't see them using Benoit all the time around this era. I could be wrong. He just didn't seem like up their alley, you know, smaller than Brett even. Yep. But uh, And Brett could, I mean, Brett wasn't great on the mic, but Brett could cut a halfway decent promo. Benoit, eh, not really. If you want to go with a weakness of his, that was definitely it. You ever know some of the very best wrestlers can't cut promos for the most part? Yeah, right. Yeah, we covered that uh, on, a, on another show. I can't remember what one it was. We were talking about it's like it seems to have changed recently, but back in the day, it's like, oh, you're a really good wrestler. That means you can't talk for crap, or you have, and or you have zero personality. And a lot of times, the ones you can talk the best aren't really great wrestlers, right? <laughs> Oddly enough, like Owen Hart was a great wrestler, and he could cut a great promo, but they never made him a sure. Top guy. When it was coherent. <laughs> yeah, well, I I shouldn't say great promo. He cut he cut decent promos. He made like. Especially this stuff against Brett was good, but like when he kicked his leg out of his leg. <laughs> yeah. Uh, see, when I hear that, I think of what Brett used to do to to uh, Mr. Perfect, where he would kick him in the back of the leg and he yeah, backflip. Right. <laughs> That's what I'd always think of. But that wraps up June. Uh, we're going a little longer than uh, we thought here, so we're going to take a break right here, kind of split this into two, and we'll talk about that on uh, right after this break and kind of let you know what's coming up in the uh, week ahead right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram both at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. What's up everybody? I am the hardest part of the ring, the host of the Apron Bump podcast. Ugh. Another wrestling podcast. How many times can I listen to fans tell me who needs a push, who doesn't need a push, who brings Vince's coffee these days? Enough! The Apron Bump 
is about the journey. It's about nostalgia. It's about discovering new forms of wrestling to really tickle your pickle as a wrestling fan. The podcast brings you reviews of wrestling events all over the world, whether it's WWF, WWE, WCW, ECW. We even cover the golden eras of Ring of Honor, Progress, TNA, and more promotions in the future as well. New episodes every Wednesday. Bump day. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Go to apronbump.com or go to your favorite podcast platform or YouTube and subscribe today for the most diverse, fan-friendly wrestling podcast in the world. I'm hard. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tret Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. So to wrap things up here, we're going to bring you a part two next week, next Friday, actually. So right before New Year's Day weekend or New Year's weekend, whatever. I can't word today, but you know what I mean. Yeah, right before the New Year's. Uh, it's it's a nice little treat while you're all, you know, a lot of people are on vacation at this time, sitting around, got nothing to do, or even playing their new video games that they got for Christmas. So check out the bonus shows, and uh, we'll see if you guys like them. First time we've ever done, like, a whole year of an entire organization. So it's going to be big. Didn't figure you'd want to sit around for, like, five hours listening to this, but it is what it is. So check out uh, part two coming next Friday. So we've got two double main event weeks for you next week. We'll let you know. We've, we're also coming at you with Starcade 1992. That's dropping during the week. So on Wednesday, uh, look for that. And next Friday will be part dose of ECW in 1995. Uh, I would say thank you for joining me today, Greg, but I don't think you uh, uh, had mu- as much fun as I did. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, define fun. Yeah, well, we had fun laughing, but uh, yeah. 
Either way, it's 1995 and it's ECW. So it's a combo of things that, you know, we love. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's been it's been a show. But either way, we'll come at you next week with NW, or WCW Starcade 1992. And next Friday with part two of ECW in 1995. Ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.